0: Who doesn't want to sit around a table with a cup of coffee or tea and listen to honest conversations around issues everyone avoids in person? Especially when we're secretly wondering and having those conversations in our heads. Well, this podcast is just for you. Join our host, You Mind, on Sit With You Podcast and dive deep into the tough, difficult, and relatable life experiences she will be sharing. From her own life and that of each guest she has on the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to another smashing episode of Sit with You. I'm your host, You Mind. It's been a while and you know the last conversation I had was with my sister so it was a lot of fun, a lot of secrets out of the bag, (laughs) a lot of going down memory lane and it's just absolutely amazing to come back and just be able to sit with you guys and today I have a guest in studio and I'm pretty stoked to have her because we've been talking about having this uh conversation for a while and now today she is here so I'm pretty excited to have Mafu Mafukide in the studio with me. How are you today and welcome to sit with you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm
0: doing really really good. I'm excited. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm so thrilled to have you because uh, I mean I remember having this conversa- conversation with you and talking about how I would be really thrilled to host you on this session and just talk to you. And now that it's finally happened, I'm like, yay, whoop, whoop, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, hey, let's jump right into it. You are a pastor, an author, a speaker, and a prophetic worshipper. And, I mean, I met you a few years ago. I don't even know if you remember this, Ngo, but you came to do Barirol. I think. Oh, yes.
0: Yes, I and... do remember that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and I think we spoke a little bit in the dressing room and then you went and you led worship. I don't think I did anything that, Dariro. I think I just came to watch, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I don't remember. You but actually I did a poem, I believe. Did I? I did do a spoken word piece. Yep. Cause oh. I even remember the pictures of you. Cause sometimes I look over, um, that conference. It was a creative conference. And mm-hmm. yeah, I like, you were just striking. You were amazing.
1: Thank you. I, I don't quite remember. But then of course it's been like, I've, I've done a few other things, uh, with you guys. So along the years, I think sometimes there are a bit of blurred lines with the different ones I've done. But I do remember you and your hair, definitely. (laughs) So, yeah, man, how, how would you describe yourself to someone curious to know you or someone who's meeting you for the first time, someone who wants to get to know you and is listening to this podcast?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to start with the one you just mentioned, my hair. <laughs> so, for those who are wondering, who are wondering what the hair comment was about, I have red hair. Yes, red hair. My natural hair <laughs> is dyed red, and I've had red hair actually from 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh so I love the color red. For somebody who wants to know a little bit more about me, I love the color red, and I think really that actually encapsulates who I am because I am a woman who is a daughter of God, first Mm -hmm. and foremost. I am Daddy God's girl and red is the color of love, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's one of my passions, my life's messages. The biggest uh, revelation I would say that I've had in my life is the love of God. So I'm a woman who carries love, who encapsulates love, who wants to create spaces for people to feel Mm -hmm. loved. I am a passionate person as well, right? Red carries passion, right? It's the color of passion, of vibrancy. Uh, And so, yeah, that's another facet of who I am. I am a passionate person. I'm quite Quite expressive. For those who maybe have ever seen me preach or <laughs> seen me lead worship, you will know that I'm a very expressive person. And um, I've, <laughs> I remember one of my pastors years ago, uh, in England, he, he commented because we were driving to a service in another city and I was going to be mm-hmm. ministering and I was sitting in the back seat. And I remember him just looking over at me and he goes, you know, you're a very interesting person because uh-huh. right now you're sitting there and I think I had my legs up and everything in the back seat. And he goes, and you look mm-hmm. all cute and you look like a little cute kitty. But then when you get on stage, you're like this lioness that gets um, <laughs> unleashed. And so it was just like, you are fascinating. But I think that that's something about me as well. I carry uh, that softness, that lightness, that joy, that bubbliness. And yet at the same time, the fire, the passion uh, also comes through. Um, yeah. So, that's you know, a little
1: bit about me. <laughs> that's the first thing I would say. If I was ever asked to describe you to anyone, I would say, well, it's very passionate because your passion really comes through when you speak even in your voice you carry this passion that is just so alive so refreshing but also it draws you in because it's so real it's not uh, performative it's not something you put on it's something that you just are and that's amazing that's that's phenomenal I mean I remember meeting you for the first time and then we spoke and you're this gentle person and then you you start to worship and you just draw me into this atmosphere of passion, and I'm like, yo, that's so beautiful because I, I I'm also passionate about uh, the the way that I love the Lord and and just my gifts and sharing them when, when I get a space to share. I'm very passionate about that. So finding someone who's gentle but so passionate was quite a I think, a, a a drawing sort of force for me with you. And it's always been really amazing that that hasn't changed over the years. It's actually grown even more. Even when you talk about intimacy with God, when you talk about worship, when you talk about living loved, <laughs> which is the title of this <laughs> episode, by the way, because of your book. So I thought if ever we're titling anything, I would title this episode living loved because we're going to talk about that and that's one of the things you encapsulate and I would want to talk about that so much more so I decided hey if Laura's coming to the to the podcast definitely we're going to just title that after her book so that even when people see it they can then associate it with her book and then know where to find the book and whatever it does for for the book it just kind of carries it forward I love that
0: Thank you so much. I love your
1: intentionality in that. Thank you. I mean, you're you're very intentional as a person as well. I mean, you you're, you're absolutely a fire force person who's chasing God, and I love that. And um, one of the things that uh, has always struck me is the way that you chase after God, but you also chase after people. Did you? Did you know you would be here, I mean, growing up? What was your journey like, I mean, walking with God? And I know that's like a two-pronged question that can be kind of very broad, but maybe try and see if you can answer it the best that you can. (laughs) (laughs) I will try.
0: I'm I'm now going to give you my whole life story. Oh, man. You know what? <laughs> Help me, Jesus. So as I'm thinking about that, even I, you know, I said that as a joke, like I'm going to give you my whole life story. And then I'm actually, as I said, that was reminded of the story that my parents tell me um, of how there were some issues after I was born and uh, I would sleep and I couldn't wake up like, you know, they would um, try to wake me up, even shake me, all these things. And they, I, I just would not wake up. And so it was quite scary for them. And my mom says how the doctors couldn't find a solution to it. They were still in the hospital. The doctors couldn't find a solution. There was just, it, was just, it just kept happening and it was really scary for them and they didn't know what was going on. And she decided, she said to my dad, let's take her home. And, you know, the doctors are like, no, you can't. Like, we don't know what's happening. And she says, no, we believe in God, you know, and we trust God. Like, this is God's girl. And so they decided to take me home. And they say, and they prayed over me, you know, and they declared God's goodness over my life. And literally, I was I was healed, set free of whatever was going on with that. And it was just, yeah, it's just, I think that's been the story of my life, of, um, the nearness of God, the closeness of God. So my parents are pastors. uh, So I grew up in a pastoral household. And I know a lot of times PKs, there's this um, sort of stereotype, you know, you've got the wild ones and the crazy ones or whatever. Um, But for me, my journey with God, I think, he really hid me in himself from the very beginning. And I know everybody's testimony is different and everybody's testimony is beautiful. And for me, um, I I gave my life to Jesus at a very young age. I started walking with him at a very young age. I started having prophetic dreams at a very young age and just knowing the voice of God and even writing songs when he began to speak to me about my destiny, seeing myself on stages, speaking and singing and ministering and just the presence of God. Um, And so really uh, from, from that very young age to getting filled with the Holy Spirit in my room on my own just literally just asking holy spirit to fill me like that's how simply it was explained to me and i just thought well i'm gonna go home shut the door and ask him to come and he came and i got filled with the holy spirit speaking in tongues in my bedroom um and he's just continued to walk with me even as i've surrendered and uh taken me from a place where as much as i knew him so deeply and so intimately there was also this fear that had grown at the same time and just fear of man, uh, fear of making mistakes, fear of standing out and so on and so forth. And so it's been a journey of then freedom and healing as he's taken me into different spaces and yeah, different stages of my life. Yeah. I could go on and on and on and tell you all the different encounters, but I'm going to stop there.
1: Wow. That's, that's just so amazing. I mean, how we are born. I feel for me, maybe because of my own experience, uh, I feel like sometimes it's a statement of what God wants to do with us and where it's taking us. And sometimes it's it's something that speaks into where we're going or even the attacks we face when we're younger, I believe, kind of is a clue to what God wants to do with you. So that whole, you couldn't wake up, how alive you are. You are the most awake person I know. <laughs> Oh, I love that. You're the most alive person that I, I know in a room. When you walk into a room, you are just alive. Are you getting me? So it's pretty really amazing that that happened to you. And it's such a testimony. I mean, I, I was born prematurely and... I was born at five months. <laughs> so I can relate to how God is just this amazing God who wow. kind of has a statement to make with <laughs> how some of us are born and how we grow up uh, and how he, mm. he nurtures mm. us yep. into who we are today. So that's just so powerful Thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, and do you know what? As you were saying that as well, um, I was thinking about, so my parents then named me Nogung Noda. And Nogunoba means victorious, right? And so they chose, right, taking me home without knowing what was happening and trusting God with me, and then naming me Nogunoba, victorious. They chose to say, actually, we're declaring the victory of God through this child's life, and that's what she will be. She will be a carrier of victory.
1: No way! I was going to ask you what your name means because, I mean, I've heard you say it once. I'm not going to try and say. It. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> What oh, victory, that's such a oh wow. And what they did in itself was just like walking faith. That's it. So this is something that they would tell you, uh that this um this happened. How old were you at this point? Were you like is this soon after birth when this happened?
0: Yeah, soon after birth
1: wow yeah no that's that's a serious decision to make because that's when everyone has an opinion and they're trying to tell you what not to oh yeah and the doctors are like no yeah yeah
0: it was it was a bold decision yeah
1: man I see why they did that I think it's also A statement, like I was saying before, I mean, it could sound a bit cliched, someone who doesn't know. But I think for me, I see the mark of God in our lives, especially for each of his children that he's going to use very specifically. I know that each one has a calling. I know that each of us has a purpose for our being, but somehow our experiences are the mark of what God wants to do with us. Kind of jagged patterns and tattoos to show us the way. (laughs) some would argue but yeah that's that's kind of how i think i think in yeah (laughs) simple words and metaphors sometimes but that's what i think (laughs) so hey what what is a prophetic worshiper because that's what you do and you talk about the lord encountering you in your room and then you would have um this time with the holy spirit and you're enjoying him definitely having different experiences with him but what does a prophetic worshiper do for those that are hearing this word for the first time or some of our audience who is, who, who who don't have a background in probably yet, like Christianity or who don't know the lord yet um what's what's a prophetic uh, worshiper
0: yeah that's so good um so okay So like you mentioned about those different encounters and stuff that I I, I talk about. So in my university years, particularly is where I would encounter God in such an intense way. That's where um, he met me in a really special way. And I would literally be spending time with the Lord in my room and like, God's oh, yeah. presence would fill the room and I would feel fire all over my hands, right? And it's just a manifestation of like, God is in the room. And mm-hmm. it was incredible. It was an amazing feeling. You know, you're like, this is, mm-hmm. this is, yeah, just the, the manifest presence of God. Like God just saying, hey, like I'm here, I'm with you. Like you came to spend time with me and I'm meeting you here. And in that mm-hmm. season, I would wake up and I'd be hearing songs. Um, and these songs would literally wake me up. Out of my sleep and new songs, songs that I didn't know, and I begin to you know to record them and you know grab my phone and record them and I remember one of my friends who was very prophetic saying, "Oh yeah, and she she hears songs from angels, and I had never put <laughs> that together, you know, like oh those are angels waking me up every morning, you know, but wow. it was amazing, it was incredible, and um I've always been a worshiper I've always been someone who uh loves to create space to say, God, you are everything and you're worthy of everything, right? Worship Uh is literally Uh lifting God up and putting him first and saying that he is worthy. He is everything Uh he is, uh, our beloved. Um, yeah. And that can also be expressed in many different ways and many creative right. ways, right? When we talk about your spoken word uh, mm-hmm. gift, when we talk about uh, playing an instrument and how David would play an instrument and the evil spirit that was tormenting Saul yeah. would mm-hmm. leave, right? When we talk about someone who sings, when we talk about the children of Israel and how the musicians and the singers, mm-hmm. the worshipers were sent ahead and then the battle was won. And so for me, prophetic. Prophetic worship is worship that is in tune with Holy Spirit it is worship that is in tune with what is happening in heaven. And it's when, let's say, as a worship leader, you are not just playing an instrument, right? You're not just, it's not just a sing along. Um, It's not just something that just comes only out of our flesh. Because yes, our hearts and our flesh should cry out for the living God, like the psalmist says. But yet at the same time, it's like, okay, and and I'm awake, my spirit man is awake, and I'm listening for sounds from heaven. I'm listening for a scripture that God may highlight. I'm listening for a word that God may want to release to his people. And I'm going to sing that out or I'm going to speak into that. I'm going to encourage people into that. Or I'm going to just be aware of that as I minister so that uh, we are creating an atmosphere where God can do whatever he wants to do. We're in tune with what heaven is doing. And prophetic simply means translating the voice of God on earth
1: Mm -hmm, to others. That's good. That's really good. And you talk about encounter, you talk about intimacy and transformation. In what ways have you seen this unfold in the lives of the people that you you lead, uh, especially uh, the people that you've spoken to or led in worship or just been in, like in an atmosphere? Because you speak about being in tune with the Holy Spirit and just creating a space for him to be magnified and to be lifted up. How have you seen some of these things that you're passionate about, especially uh, in a little bit, we're going to talk about the book, but especially when you look at focusing mostly on being in tune with Holy Spirit in terms of intimacy, transformation, and um, encounter?
0: Yeah. Um, so I grew up leading worship and then in my later years, God began to speak to me about preaching. And I remember cause I, when I, when I would lead worship, I would always come with a scripture or something that God spoken to me and I would share it before or after a song. And I remember someone in my church in Exeter in England saying to me, do you know that you have a, a gift to preach the word of God? And I'm like, Really? Uh, this was years ago. And I remember him just unpacking that to me and saying, yeah, actually, you are called to this. And this is what you do when you leave worship, when you bring a word, when you bring a scripture, when you bring an exhortation. Uh, you, 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 you're always preaching. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen it like that. I'm just like, oh, I hear God say something. And then I share it to everybody. And I think for me, as, as I've grown in that, uh, cause I think I had my first speaking engagement in 2016. And from that journey, God began to marry the, 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 the heart of worship, of sung worship, right? Of music, um, with that heart of like declaring the word of the Lord and marrying those two to, to be able to then facilitate encounters for other people and it's so fun because I've ministered in Europe and Asia and North America um, and different countries in Africa as well but one thing that has marked my ministry throughout has been being able to say okay god I- i'm surrendering like i'm i'm coming here from the place where me and you in my room we talk we hang out i encounter you whether it's feeling your fire and your presence whether it's hearing songs from heaven whether it's weeping because you're healing my heart of fear of disappointment of whatever it is um, its It's encountering your love and believing what you say about me and who you say you are more like what, whatever those encounters are. I come from that place of knowing him, of walking with him. And then when I step on stage to begin to declare the word of the Lord, My heart is always, God, meet Mm -hmm. your people. Like, I don't want it to just be a message, to just be a preach, to just Mm -hmm. be a song, but I want it to be living, to be alive because his word Mm -hmm. is alive, right? And there's an invitation in his word because he is the word to Mm -hmm. know him to really know him. And that is intimacy, right? To know, to deeply know, intimately know, um, to commune so deeply with um, nothing standing in between oh, us. I love that. It's, it's becoming one with God. And so as I've ministered out of that place, I have seen literally uh, grown men and women, grandmas and grandpas, weeping, weeping as they've encountered the love of God, as they've encountered the reality of how known and how seen they are and just how close he is. How close he is and how he loves to be with us. Um, Out of that place, I've seen people healed. I've seen blind eyes opened. I've seen people who've had back problems for years healed. I've seen all sorts of diseases and sicknesses healed. And so these are different encounters that I've seen people have from me just stewarding what he's shown me and taught mm. me in the secret place and in my history with him and just doing my best to steward that you know I'm not perfect at it, I'm still growing. But I, I'm so grateful, grateful, grateful for the mm. encounters for mm. the times where he just fills the room and people can't move or they're weeping or they're just on the floor because his glory is just it's so heavy. You a room um or they're 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 literally receiving breakthrough and healing for things Mm -hmm. they've been praying about for months or years and 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 people also coming to know jesus for the first time
1: (laughs) the Mm -hmm. greatest
0: gift um so yeah those are some of the ways that i have seen him encounter people um in the place of intimacy in
1: teaching about intimacy what what really uh started this journey i know you 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 wrote a book living love uh and i came i had the privilege of coming to the launch earlier on in in the year what started this journey because this platform is the one where i've seen you really dig deep uh it's it's probably that uh for me maybe it's become more mm-hmm. more visible to see you really dig deep into Uh, Focusing on encounter, intimacy, transformation, but it's almost like Living Loved uh, is now the platform where this can be continually expressed, not only for yourself, but for other people. But what started this journey? I I mean, there's
0: so many things because I was recently reading. Like I was at home in England, um, and I, I went through the the shed in my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I was looking at these journals from years ago, and some of it I'm like, oh, God was already mm-hmm. speaking to me about some of this stuff before I ever consciously realized it. He was already kind of preparing the ground of my heart for intimacy and for knowing wow. Him as a love, right? Because First mm-hmm. John chapter four and verse. 16 talks about how God is Mm -hmm. love but I think where it consciously began and I talk about this in the book Living Loved Mm -hmm. I was in Hong Kong it was 2012 I was in my I was just at the end of my second year of university and um, I remember walking in the city Mm -hmm. in Hong Kong and I had this moment where it was almost like I became aware of how I was walking with my head down and my eyes down and I was avoiding eye contact with everybody. And I think I'd always done this. There was a part of me in certain situations or circumstances Mm -hmm. or environments where I I felt like that and I, I hid. And I remember it was Holy Spirit just so gently being like, do you you realize that you do that? Do you realize that you walk with your head down, with your eyes down, that um, you hide? And that, because it was so, it it, it cut through the noise. Mm -hmm. It came to the forefront and God began oh. a journey with me and, and, and a conversation of why do you hide? Why do you carry this shame? Why do you, do you realize mm. that, um, that there's something about you where you feel like you don't belong, right? Where you feel like there's no space for you or you're an inconvenience oh. and you just want to get yeah. out of everybody's way and, he began to show wow. me how there were yeah. certain things that I believed about myself that were influenced by all that, right? It was that kind of thinking mm-hmm. that I carried about myself. And it was actually mm-hmm. also because I didn't mm-hmm. uh, grasp the gravity of how he is love. I, I, I didn't fully understand. And, I, I, you know, it's a journey, mm-hmm. right? It's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's a lifelong discovery of um, you know, delving into who mm-hmm. he is because mm-hmm. he is so big. But he began to invite me in deeper, like, hey, actually, yes, I am Lord and I am King and I am Savior and I am high and lifted up. Mm-hmm. And I I, I I am to be feared, but yet at the same time, I am close and I am near and I am your father. I am Abba and I, I don't look at you with disapproving eyes. You're not an inconvenience. You have a place. You do belong. Ah, Actually, I want you. You are wanted. You are desired. And that's really how the journey started. It, it, it was a mm-hmm. season of God beginning to. <laughs> um, oh man, okay, I'm, I'm just going to say it as it is. It felt like a season of God lifting up stones that had been placed in my heart, in my life, and actually underneath there was a lot of mess. There were, you know, insects and stuff. Um, and He's going, "Hey, this is there, and we need to deal with it. And this is there, and we actually need to talk about that. Why do you believe?" that about me because that's actually not true that's not what I'm like I'm not distant I'm not far away I'm not angry at you I'm not disapproving you know I am love I am good I am kind I am for you and not against you and so yeah that's kind of the journey that we've been on ever Mm -hmm. since
1: and what's been the experience uh especially now that you've now written it down and it's not in your journal anymore and you're going back to your journal and, and then finding this connection What's what's uh the book been like for you? I mean, I know I've seen that you've taken you've 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 gone to the UK with the book, you've 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 launched it there as well, and you've been really having uh living loved tribe sessions. What what's that like? What's what's the experience been like from launching the book and what's happening now? What are you up to with the book? What's God doing? What's on your heart with the book right now?
0: Mm, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so you mentioned about how I launched it in the UK. And, yeah, I so I, I launched it here in uh-huh. Zimbabwe. I'm in Zimbabwe at the moment. I launched it in Harare. And then I also launched uh-huh. it in the UK because I grew up in the UK. So from when I was 11 years old, my family moved to the UK. And so it's also uh-huh. home for me. Um, and so, yeah, but I, I think what's on my heart for the book at the moment Man, I'm just praying for it to spread like wildfire, the Mm. the message of living Mm. loved. That's my heart. It's like, God, I I want... To the ends of the earth, let people be discovering that you are mm-hmm. love, like let First John chapter four sixteen, and I think verse eight also says that God mm-hmm. is love, you know, and then later on it talks about how there is no fear in love, because perfect love casts out fear, and if, if we 're walking in fear, then we haven't actually understood that he' love that 's what it says, you know and so my heart is like, Lord, let this message spread like wildfire, my heart burns for Mm -hmm. people to encounter him as love because I believe that when we really know who he is that he is love that he is for us that he's good he's actually Mm -hmm. good it frees us from so many things and we are able to live in intimacy with him right we now know that he he he's close he's not far away he's not distant he's not shut down or shut off Um, but he's actually accessible Mm -hmm. to us and so when we live in love Mm -hmm. right it, it, that scripture also talks about um, a Abiding mm-hmm. in love. Um, when we abide in love, we abide in God, and He abides in us. And so that's intimacy, right? Oneness with Him, abiding in Him, and Him in us. And my heart is for people to really grasp mm-hmm. that. that. That's uh, honestly in a simplified way. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a really, you know, I know that there's so many things like, oh, you know, I'm, I've got a community out of the group now. You mentioned it out of a book um, called Living Loved Tribe. Mm-hmm. So that's been amazing. We've got our first um, event coming up at the end of October in Mm Mutari, And I'm hoping to, you know, do more of these Living Loved events all over the world. And yeah, just just see God touch people's lives and touch people's hearts. But the the heart of it with everything that I'm doing, whether I'm creating content for YouTube as well, Mm -hmm. around Living Loved and just the messages that God has given me. But with all of it, my heart is... I want to introduce people to God who is Mm -hmm. love. That's my heart. That we would know Mm -hmm. him. That we would live. We would abide in love and love would abide in us. Mm
1: -hmm. And out of that
0: place, we would do everything. So we wouldn't do things for love, to earn Mm -hmm. love, to prove something, but actually understand that we are already loved and so we can do. Because we are loved, because we're already approved, because we are known, because we are chosen, because he put us here on purpose, he created us as masterpieces. We are his workmanship, created in him for good works because he's good. He created us for good works and he has good works for us. He is good for us. His goodness and mercy is what's meant to follow us all the days of our lives because he is good. Yeah, so that yeah. Um, I mean, I I could go on, but that's yeah. Hmm.
1: You know, so. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm listening to you talk, and I'm thinking you're talking about um launching the book in Harare, then launching the book in the UK because both places are home. They're home to. You. So, at what point did you leave them? Um, when when were you like? When were you in Harare and then at what point did you leave them for the UK? And then when did you come back? Because you said you're currently here. Just to give context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, So um, I grew up in Blawayo in my early years. I was born in Blawayo uh, and then my family moved to England when I was 11 years old. Uh, So, yeah, so from like the end of primary school into high school, did high school in the UK – did university in the UK and worked for some time in the UK after I graduated from my degree. And then God called me to do Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. So that's where He began to, you know, kind of widen my idea of what I was called to do. And, you know, <laughs> I took this big faith step, left my job, everything, and did this ministry school. And then I went to Redding, California in the United States. And that's where I was trained in ministry. Some of you may know Bethel Music. You may know Jesus Culture. That's where uh,
1: they are from, from Bethel Church, which is where I did ministry school. So you you leave, you go there, and then this is where. At, at at what point did you meet your husband? Because the next question just jumps into you're married now. So for those uh, that don't know, I was married to Dylan Mafukite, and she's taken. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, but but most people look at you and your husband and uh, they're inspired uh, and people really, I, I mean, I've been in a room where both of you are in and singles have come to me and said, hey, they're a lovely couple. People always say some good stuff about you, but it's mostly really them looking up to you as a role model, as a couple that they they look up to and they can see, you know, how you love each other, how you have respect for each other, how you hold space for each other. Uh, Do you and Dylan have a love story? And would you please share it with us?
0: So so here I am, I leave the UK, I go to ministry school, I'm following the call of God, I'm laying down everything. Um, I, I go through ministry school, I do these mission trips, I'm traveling the world, I'm preaching, and towards the end of my time in California, um is when kind of my husband, Dylan, was starting his time at ministry school. So he's born and raised in Zimbabwe, had come over from ministry school as well. And so we actually met through the ministry school. <laughs> um and so we like to say, you know, we were chasing after God. And then in the process, we met each other. We were, you know, burning for revival. And in the process, God's like, oh, yeah, I'll put these two together. Um, but yeah, so, so that, that's how we, we met. That's how we, we got together. And it was really just, uh, seeing this person who carries a similar heart, uh, of what God is doing and also just, mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, God speaking to us um, and taking us on a journey together of, yeah, of discovering each other and going, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, actually, I think this is a person. And because he, I had finished ministry school and he was coming into ministry school, we did long distance. So I was back home in the UK after finishing ministry school. And then I was traveling different countries, ministering and stuff. And he was in California. So we would, you know, be catching flights (laughs) to see each other as well and also to to because you know he to, to meet each other's be in each other's environments i guess um as well and yeah i mean god was just so all over our journey so all over uh each of us and just the whole process and we were learning each other and growing and it was like yeah this is this is it this is it And so my husband actually, we, okay, wait, rewind. So all of this is happening. We know that the other one, like we, we, we choose this one. This is the one. Um, And COVID hits. (laughs) And so in the midst of COVID, we're two different nationalities trying to figure out all the things um, and you know the restrictions with the countries and everything it was it was very interesting but my husband hosted a surprise wedding for me he managed to pull off an incredible surprise wedding for me in the midst of all that craziness it was amazing so the ceremony was a uh, winter wonderland theme and so if you you look on at the pictures online it's it's just this gorgeous place it's just completely white it looks like snow and because he, he's a creative right he's a creative and that, that's just it courses through his veins and so he had to just pull out all the stops for our wedding and then our reception was at a safari park and we you know had the zebras and the the, the, the giraffes and everything all up in there and it was just beautiful and amazing and he's he he had said to me, he's like, I'm going to take you on an adventure to Africa. So he definitely did that.
1: And yeah, we're now three years old, and here we are. Look at you, all of creation, or oh, well, some of creation witnessed your union. <laughs> Oh, it was beautiful.
0: Some people see our wedding photos and they're like, is that real? Is that Photoshop? I'm like, that's not Photoshop. It's real. Giraffes and zebras and antelope
1: came to our wedding. Quite quite an adventure. Quite an adventure to start your marriage on that because then there there is no adventure. You won't go on together afterwards.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And he, you know, that was part of his vows, you know,
1: that he promises me a life of adventure. <laughs>
0: and it's been, it's been nothing but.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. So here you are, you're married. But I'm just going to rewind a little bit. So you, you, you have a BA in accounting and finance, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to ministry school, you quit your job. Uh, and I know I was looking up on your website just to kind of uh, get around what I wanted to really find out about you that's not on the website and just ask you and stuff. But I came across something you said on there and you said, uh, a laid down life that you have given to God your full yes and you are living focused on eternity. What does it mean to walk a path unique and different to to what you, you had studied and what you would normally like deem the path uh, to uh, success, especially when you come out of university, you have a degree, you want to get a job. That's a normal thing. But then you say that you have answered God's call and you've given him your full yes and you're living a life laid down and you've given him your full yes. And now you're living a life focused on eternity as a couple. What does that mean? and, And what does that look like?
0: Yeah so I think for both of us uh, I know this word revival is thrown around a lot but um it, it simply means we burn for the reality of God to be seen on earth and transform cities nations and the world over right and so for us we've always said you know we 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 as much as we we have plans we have desires we have training right we are educated people we are exposed people to the world and we've traveled and done all these things but at the end of the day we live for Jesus we live for Jesus our lives belong to him right we are his and he is ours you know that's what you know the song of Solomon would say I am my beloved and he is mine and so that quote actually um that I, I put on a a safe quote. <laughs> I'm quoting myself now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> That um, sentence that I I, I put there on the website really comes out of that there's a word that God has marked my life with and our lives with, and it's hineni. Hineni is a Hebrew word. And it means uh, I give you my yes, even before you ask anything. My yes is yours, God. Like I give you my entire being. My yes belongs to you. And it's what... Um, Abraham, I believe, said to him, or, well, you know, when we find Isaiah saying, here I am, Lord, send me, he name me, here I am, he me, here I am. And my yes is yours. Before you ever ask me anything, I already say yes because I belong to you and I choose to belong to you, right? So, oh man, my husband and I were actually talking about this. I think it was earlier today. Maybe yesterday, um, I discovered that the the word I believe it's Paul uses where he says we are bond servants of Christ. It, it, it's actually a servant who has been set free, they have their freedom, they could go, and yet they choose to come back to the master and to say, No, actually, I want to be tied to you, I want to belong to you, I, I I am with you for life. And so that's really been our hearts. That's what it looks like. It looks like where God tells us to go, we go. What God tells us to give, we give. And it's not always easy. It's not a walk in the park. You know, that's why the Bible talks about taking up our cross daily, carrying our cross. Um, And, and there there is a cost to pay. There's a price to pay for surrender and for encountering everything that he is, right? Because he gave everything for us, right? But in return, he requires everything, that's like, we know we got to worship him with our heart and our mind and our soul and all our strength. Um, but so that that's, that's what that means. You know, we, we've, we've, we were focused, living focused on eternity. It's also about realizing that as much as we know that we have a purpose, we have a destiny here on earth, there is something that God wants to use our lives for, to do on the earth. We've realized that it's not just for us it's for the generations to come and it transcends earthly wealth. It transcends earthly experience, but it, it, it's eternity. It's um, forever. It's a mark in history. It's a mark in time and it's something that is beyond ourselves. And so when we talk about when living focused on eternity, it's like, okay, God, even if we never get to see everything that we have dreamt of and everything that we have um seen, you know, as we've imagined with you and you've spoken to us and the prophetic words and everything, but we understand that we get to play our part in your story. We're living focused on eternity. We're living for something bigger than
1: ourselves. Wow, that's that's just so deep because we're living in a time and in a generation that is so used to instant solution, instant things i mean we have delivery on the door we have uber eats we have kfc free delivery you know <laughs> it's everything you want right there and then and you're yeah. talking about surrender and it means exactly that it's i am i'm not in control of my life voluntarily i give it back to you uh it's it's not uh, requested but i will give it you know but also it's not a walk in the park but even so, I still choose to give you my life. And, and that's that's powerful because uh, you're just, I think, a few weeks ago, um, I, I was learning about generations, and, and the Lord was saying to me, uh, I'm the Lord, I'm the God of the generations. I, I am the God of Abraham, I'm the God of Jacob and Isaac, but I'm also the God of... I'm the God of Lois, uh, the God of Eunice, the God of Timothy. So there's a way that I graft people in, and he just started taking me uh through those different people. And I had uh the opportunity to preach at Heritage Day here at a church in uh Hanover Park here in Cape Town. But uh, long long story short, just that he's the god of generations, and he was saying to me, Are you willing to steal Go with me, even if you never see the things I've promised you. Are you willing to follow me? Will you still say yes? And that was pretty deep for me because I was like, yo, what do you mean not not see it? But the patriarchs all went through that. I mean, <laughs> most of them didn't get to see Christ, but they were told about him. that had all the details. Daniel had yeah. all the details mm-hmm. but, all through to Revelation and all of this stuff, but... You know, it's it's so deep. Uh mm. it's it's real. It's not just stories we hear about in the Bible, but it it's is. lives that God has written about mm. for us to learn because he's the God of generation. Mm. So that's that's pretty exactly. deep that you say that. And then as we get kinda of almost the end, mm. which is a sad thing for us here. Um, I mean this is so fun and I'm I'm hoping I can have you again sometime later because I don't think we've covered even a tenth of some of the stuff that I'm still so curious to know about you. But, man, we always have time and then there's coffee to do more of that. (laughs) But did you always know you would be here? Or has God just really shocked you with some of the adventures and surprises that he's given you in your life so far?
0: I definitely never imagined myself living in Zimbabwe again. Uh that was a, a whole faith step, has been a whole faith step. And just following the Lord and saying, okay, so in this season, this is where we are. So, you know, after California mm-hmm. and everything, we felt the Lord lead us here. And so we're here. And we're actually not even, you know, in a popular city like Harare or, you know, where
1: We're in Mutare. <laughs> you know, which most people are like, where, where are you going? Like, what? Mutare is the place to be. I, I mean, I, I'm praying for land in Mutare. Like, if, if ever the Lord had me go anywhere, I'm going to move to Mutare for the mountains. Oh, come on. And just build cottages there and go we'll stay there. That's a beautiful place that the Lord has you in. But yeah, I yeah, know. I get what you're talking about. I get what you're talking about. Because coming from California, maybe people would think you'd settle in Harare or something. Yeah,
0: That has been a gift.
1: It's been such a gift, actually, when you talk about the beauty,
0: because I, I had never been here before the Lord gave us that word. And so for me, but then coming, I'm like, oh, wow, Lord, like, actually, this is is such a peaceful space. It's such a gift. And I think the Lord knows what we need in different seasons, you know, whether you're there for a short time or you're there for a long time, he knows what you need with each step. But I think in terms of my calling, in terms of traveling and preaching and all that, I think... I knew I would be here, but yet I didn't. At the same time, (laughs) and the reason why I say that, you know, I I mentioned before about how when I got saved, you know, and I I started knowing the Lord at a young age, and I I, I would see myself. I don't know whether I would say I had visions or what, but I would see myself in on stages, preaching, declaring the word of the Lord, leading worship, and it seems so, so like, God, what? Me? Little me? Cause I, I was so full of fear and all of that you know that god has walked me through and so i had this inferiority thing and this insecurity going on and just didn't feel like i even had a place so to even imagine myself doing that was so far away and yet throughout my journey God would be revealing like actually this is what I have for you this is what I've called you to this is what i've made you like you're a powerhouse and I'm going uh are you talking to the person next to me <laughs> you know because i'm scared I was I was so fearful I was fearful of love, speaking to family members, speaking to people that I knew—that's that's how fear ridden I was. And so, yeah, but yeah, God has surprised me in how He set me free. I think I would say that, like looking at the person that I was and the person that I am today. Uh, yeah, it, it can only be His goodness and His grace. It can only be His love. <laughs> it can only be His love. And the fun thing is, it's only just begun. You
1: know, I I love that. I love that. I mean, for me, it's, it's always really amazing to see the stories that God is writing in our lives and what he's up to. I mean, I look at myself and I, I'm doing this podcast. I'm hosting two podcasts and, and I'm enjoying it. When I started this podcast, I was completely petrified. I was thinking, who's going to listen to this? I don't even know how to speak. I'm okay with spoken word, but I've recited and rehearsed it, so I'm good. I can remember it by heart, but podcasting? <laughs> what? <laughs> and and even with just standing in front of people on stage, I, I mean, if there ever was anything that I was afraid of, it was large numbers of people, it would just freak me out. But that's exactly where God has called me to be, and He's worked through that, and, and He's given me such confidence. and security in him and such anointing <laughs> I mean the first
0: time I heard you preach oh my goodness I was blown away yeah the depth the depth and just the presence that you can
1: the things that God does when we just let him when we surrender and say yes I don't know how it's gonna look I mean I, I have no idea but I trust you and I give you my yes and then we see what he does with that. <laughs> it's so good. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man, I, I'm enjoying this so much. I am enjoying this immensely, but I know you You also have another appointment and then uh, we, we really need to <laughs> close this. But as we get to the end of this conversation, where can listeners find your book? Where can they buy it? Where can they get it? Uh, how can people connect with you online and join? the living loved tribe. Yes.
0: So if you had to whether it's Facebook or it's Instagram, it's YouTube, it's TikTok, I am Norma Fukitze on all platforms. My website is normafokitze.com and my book is actually available on Amazon. So you can head over to Amazon. It's an ebook. It's also paperback and hard copy. And if you don't have access to Amazon, you can also email us at info at or DM me, literally just DM me on Instagram or Facebook and we will make sure that we get you a copy or your copies of Living Loved. And then the link to join... The Living Loved Tribe for the ladies. It's just for ladies for now, although we've had requests from men to say we want to join the Living Loved Tribe. (laughs) But for now, it's just for ladies. If you want to join, the link is available in my bio on Instagram and on Facebook and on my website as well. There is a.
1: Some more. I can't have you here on this podcast and not allow you to pray for some people listening to this. Uh, In just a few uh, minutes, would you just pray for those that are listening? I mean, I want them to encounter the love of God Mm -hmm. because we can't have this episode and not have God and His presence do something to people who are listening. So would you just pray for the people listening? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Daddy God, I thank you that you are here with us. You've been in this conversation. Thank you so, so much for your beautiful, beautiful presence, God. Ah, I love how you come when we talk about you, how your manifest presence comes when we talk about you. And I, I just ask, Abba, that the people who are listening to this podcast, every man, every woman, every child, wherever they are in the world right now, would you release your presence over their lives? Release your presence mm-hmm. over their hearts, Lord. Yeah, Holy Spirit, would you engulf them? Would you surround them? Would you feel them to overflow? Mm-hmm. Abba, I ask that they would, they would hear you wooing them closer to you, wooing them closer, calling them mm-hmm. closer. And would you give them the strength to answer the call, to surrender, to intimacy, to making room for you in their lives mm-hmm. because you are eager, waiting, excited to meet with them, to encounter them. And so, Lord, mm-hmm. I release I encounters encounters with your nature as love what they know what it is to abide in love and for love to abide in them would your love overwhelm them? Would your love heal their hearts? Lord, those who need healing from fear, from disappointment, from pain, from hurt. I speak healing to their hearts. I release healing love, healing love. Your perfect love that casts out fear. Would it wash over your people? Would it become alive in their lives in the name of Jesus? Yeah, and with this moment be the beginning to a beautiful conversation and journey and adventure with you, God, who is love. Thank you for freedom over their lives. Yeah. Thank you for freedom over their lives. That all torment gets to be cast out by your love in the name of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so would they know your freedom?
1: Would they know your love? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Ah, it's been such a joy and a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you so much for saying yes to being here. Loved, loved having you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. Thank you so much for coming. So hey guys, so uh, we've we've come to the end, the legs of this podcast session today, but I'm coming back soon with another episode and hopefully another guest. So until next time guys, love, 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 lots of love and prayers are with you. I'm your host, you mind. See you later, yeah? Thank you for crashing with us and allowing us to sit with you.
0: Remember to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and across other podcasting platforms.